So I've been trying to be a plant mom. Well, kind of, sort of. I was actually babysitting my daughter's plants for a while, and now I'm just down to two. So I'm trying really hard to keep those two plants alive. I don't have the green thumb that my grandmother had. I'm, I kind of have a black thumb, I like to joke. I'm not really joking because I do kill a lot of plants, but I'm really going to do this, y'all. I'm, I'm dedicated to keeping those plants alive. And the thing with plants is that you, if you give it too much water, it can die. If you give it too little water, it can die. If you give it too much sun, it can die. If you give, it's such a delicate balance. But if you do nothing at all, the plant will definitely die, right? And that is the same with our email marketing. You need to nurture and care for the people on your email list because if you don't, when the time comes to send them a sales email, those sales are going to be dead before you even hit send. So today we're going to talk about nurturing your email list and why it's important. Have you ever wanted a bossy big sister for your business? Someone to tell you exactly what to do to create high converting copy so you can close your laptop with confidence knowing that you've created words that work? Welcome to the Copywriting for Business Owners podcast. Hi, I'm Megan Wisdom, a certified copywriter and bona fide big sis who's helped five, six, and seven-figure business owners make thousands of dollars through email marketing. Listen, I understand how exhausting it is to find leads and try to make money online, but it is possible for you to grow your business. You just don't know how. Let me teach you. I'll share copywriting and email marketing tips to help your business connect with your ideal clients who will actually buy. It's time to stop struggling. Let's start selling. I wanted to share with you this review from Lindsay who said, Megan has the gift of taking the scary out of copywriting. Her tips and gentle demeanor make me feel like it's possible to reach my clients in a way that will connect with them authentically. And that's great because that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. So what exactly is nurture email marketing? We hear that term a lot to nurture our people, but what does it mean? It, in short, it means we want to develop and strengthen relationships with existing customers. People on your email list have already shown an interest in your product or service, right? And so what that means to you is you already have an invaluable collection of warm leads, people who are already excited about what you have to offer. You don't have to constantly keep spending money on ads or exhausting yourself trying to track down new leads, you can really use what you already have. In fact, studies show that it costs five times more, five times more to get a new customer compared to retaining one that you already have. That's great news. That is really great news for business owners. I want you to look at your email list as your pot of gold, as Marie Forleo likes to say, because you already have something that's invaluable. Whether you have 20 people or 20,000 people on your email list, you have a valuable resource at your disposal. A lot of people struggle with nurture email marketing because they don't see that direct correlation in sales. When you send a sales email, you can see the conversion rate. You can see, oh, exactly this many people clicked and bought, and it feels really good, but the nurturing is what gets you to that click and purchase point. Time spent nurturing your email list is time well spent. It will come back a great return on investment. You have to give it time. So why should you focus on nurture email marketing? Well, number one, it helps you build relationships. The more they hear from you, the more they get to know you, the more they get to like you, the more they get to trust you. I've said it before and I'll say it again. People do business with other people. So if you can become someone that they know, like, and trust, then they will be more likely to buy from you. Another reason is you will have higher engagement rates on 
non-nurturing emails. Okay, we all want better open rates and click-through rates, but that's not the end-all be-all, right? Because it's just a statistic. In the end, what we really want is more sales. But this higher engagement rate means that you are you're offering things of value, things that they want. And if you have higher engagement rates now, you're going to have higher click-through rates and open rates later when you're trying to sell something to them. And nurture email also helps you retain your customers for the long term. So maybe you only have one offer now, but what if you develop a new offer in the future? You can maintain that relationship over time. And then when it's time to sell that new product or service, your loyal fans will still be around to accept that offer. So ultimately, nurture email marketing is going to help you keep your audience warm and excited and engaged with you. So that when the time comes that you have a solution to their problem, then they will be like, yes, I've been waiting for this. Click add to cart. Thank you very much. That's the importance of nurture email marketing. So what do you include in a nurture email? First of all, you want to have personalization. You want to know who your ideal client is and what they need or desire. Because if you don't know that, then you're not going to hit the mark with your people. You also want to have personality driven copy in your emails because you want to sound like you're having a conversation with a friend. And by the way, when you write to your list, write as if you're talking one-on-one to someone, not one-to-many. Don't say you guys or use plural pronouns because you want to just talk to that one person that received the email. Pretend like you only wrote it for one person and that one person is your friend. You also want your personality to shine through because again, that's getting that no like trust factor. People want to know who you are as a business owner. Now that doesn't mean we get all self-centered and only talk about ourselves and obsessed with ourselves. It just means that we want to share little pieces of what makes you you in that email copy. If there's something you're really passionate about, maybe you should mention that. Maybe there's a turn of phrase that you like to use. I always ask my clients when they onboard with me, what are some phrases that you use very frequently? If you don't know, ask somebody in your life because more than likely they know the words that you repeat over and over. Maybe it's a common regional phrase. Obviously you can tell probably from my voice that I'm from the South and so we use y'all very often in our conversations. Or maybe it's something like a phrase that you use often like it's not rocket science. Those are really great things to know. It's just little pieces of yourself that we can include in the copy and you can include that too. Just focus on being conversational. Speak the way that you would speak to your friend. Now I also believe we'll get on my soapbox. We'll yell this from the mountaintops that you should be including storytelling in your email marketing. I have a lot of people that say Megan I don't read those long emails that have stories in them. I just want the facts. Give it to me quick and let's go. Okay great. That may just be you because statistically speaking everything that I've seen points to storytelling being higher converting, more engaging, etc. Maybe your audience is a give it to me quickly kind of audience. You need to do the market research on that. But overall, storytelling typically converts better. Here's why. Our brains process information in a better way when we hear it told through a story or an analogy. Also, storytelling entertains us. And most of us are looking for entertainment when we pick up our phones, when we get on the internet. That's what we're doing. Sometimes we just want an escape. And if it's just a little silly story that captures our attention for a moment or a serious story that captures our attention for a moment. Either way, that is going to draw us in. Storytelling and nurture marketing, super important. And I think it's even more so going to be important as we move towards this new era of AI where everybody's just kind of regurgitating something that a robot created for them. Nurture emails should be packed full of valuable content. You should provide something that is either interesting or important to your audience. How can you help them? How can you serve them? How can you help move them closer to their desired outcome? That is what you should be including in your nurture emails. It's not a place to sell. It's a place to help. Also, every nurture email 
should have a clear call to action. But you might be saying, hey, you're not asking them to buy something in a nurture email. Certainly not. But maybe you want them to read a blog post or to follow you on social media so that you can continue that no like trust factor there. Or maybe you want them to respond to your email. Maybe you're doing market research and you have a short survey that you would like them to fill out. You could offer a freebie, some kind of free information that they can download or listen to. There's a number of different call to action that you can include in a nurture email. And as with any email, you want to make sure it's optimized design wise. You want it to be visually appealing to keep them reading. You can listen to episode 15. We talk a little bit more of the details on how to format your emails. Ultimately, you need to maintain consistency. Think about friendships. You may have friendships with people that you see once every five to six years, and that's great. But isn't it much easier to connect to the people that you speak to on a regular basis? For sure. And that's the same thing with email marketing. When you're in someone's inbox regularly, then they are going to develop a relationship with you on a deeper level. Okay, so what's the benefit of nurture email marketing? It's going to help you be top of mind for those clients. That means whenever they think about the product or service that you provide, they think of you. I want people to think of me whenever they have a copywriting question. Whenever they think, man, I really wish I could get this email taken off my plate and somebody else do it for me. I want them to think Megan Wisdom can do that. Or I want someone to think, man, who could help me tell stories better in my email marketing? I want them to think. Megan Wisdom. Ah, I need to go talk to her. When you stay top of mind, you're the first person that comes to mind for that person. And that happens when you are consistently invested in a relationship with them. Also, as we've already mentioned, it's going to build trust and credibility. When you provide valuable content, you're basically showing, showing instead of telling about how you are the person that has the solution to their problem, how you have an expertise or experience that will help them. And remember, we're not talking people into purchasing something as a seller. We are guiding them to a solution that is beneficial for them. And that is what consistent nurture email marketing can do. So things you want to avoid in nurture marketing, you don't want to overwhelm subscribers. Think back to the plants. You know, if you water them too much, you get root rot. You don't want root rot in your email marketing. You want to take a balanced approach. And so if you're just getting started in nurture email marketing, just start with like two a month and then eventually go up to one a week. I definitely recommend at least once a week because that is that consistency with out being too overwhelming. Over time, you can up to two a week, but I think one is probably the sweet spot for most people. You don't want to be too salesy. You want to temper your sales with lots of nurture content, then people are going to be more receptive to the sales emails when they've already gotten lots of valuable content. And lastly, you want to always make sure that you're adjusting your nurture marketing based on metrics and feedback from your clients. If this whole thing sounds great, but you're like, huh, I just do not have the time to really nurture my email clients, then guess what? I can do that for you. Here at Megan Wisdom Copywriting, that's what we do is we create personality driven, high converting copy that lands in your client's inbox and makes them want to buy from you ultimately, but also develops that relationship over time. So if you're looking for someone to help you take that load off your plate, talk to me, check out meganwisdom.com. I'm happy to help. Whether it's me or you writing your emails, let's get out and nurture our audience because let's not forget that it is a privilege for someone to hand over their private email address to you. So let's go out and show our list some love. Hey, real quick before you go, if you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I'd be so grateful if you shared it with a business bestie or better yet, leave a review on iTunes because by doing so, you'll help this podcast reach more business owners who can learn how to use copywriting to grow their businesses. And that's what we're all about here. So thanks. 